When I was 12, my grandmother died. She had been in and out of the hospital several times over the last two years. But one thing I'll never forget was the last time the ambulance took her away. Me and my sister had visited her one last time in the hospital and took a cab home and both cried in each other's arms because we both knew. It wouldn't be until later that night when a call would wake us all up in the middle of the night to break the news that she had passed. I think at that point, it was a mixture of shock and being tired, but I just sat at my kitchen table in silence with no emotion. The next few days would be the hardest. Gloom and dread would just follow everywhere. And then my mother, she pulled me aside and said, hey, why don't you play video games? I hadn't played any games during that time because I felt like any enjoyment would be disrespectful to my grandmother and I would feel so guilty. But she gave me permission to try and find some sort of normalcy in a shitty situation. It would be those moments of video game playing that allowed me to connect with the world that no longer existed, but would also be the piece of the old world that would help me exist in the new world without my grandmother. To this day, I still find complete and utter joy in playing video games because it helped me through my first significant loss and allows me to understand that the best way to honor someone is to keep on living. Welcome to Broken Corners. I'm Karen. And I'm Mondo. And this week, we're talking about joy. <laughs> you might not believe it after that story, but we're talking about joy. Last week, we talked about doom. <laughs> and we decided to go a little lighter. Yeah, we wanted to bring you guys up. <laughs> and uh, that was that was Armando's story for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I... <laughs> Well, I think um, you know it's like the the it's like a, a pendulum. You swing both ways. So you swing we're... both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Fridays. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know you have your moment of you know sadness, and then the pendulum will swing up to joy. Yeah. Um, so I think I know. I mean, I had a um, a really similar feeling the that kind of relief, but it's like a void. Um, after my dad passed. Yeah. Um, it's such a strange thing, death. (laughs) It is, it is very strange. the, the, I mean, just to me, I've never, it's, it's 20 years since my dad died and I still don't really, there's just the idea that a person exists and then a person is gone. Right. The body being gone. I mean, I guess that's why we have major religions that we have because, you know, that's what's being answered. To help us cope. Yeah. Or at least find some sort of, uh, I don't know, closure. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> it's funny, too, the that last line that you had about how the best way to honor someone is to keep living. Because it sounded really similar to, I, I was coming out of the subway the other day, and this guy asked for $2. Um, and I gave him a 5 because that's what I had. And then as soon as I... He started to walk away. He went from, you know, oh, thank you, bless you, to he started yelling. And I was like, great. Why? He wanted more? No, I realized what he was yelling was, and this is weird, uh, you need you need to let go of trying to bury the dead. Let the dead bury themselves. You need to let it go. And I was like, am I in, I know it's October, am I in Skeleton Key of the remake? Like, what is what is happening? You know, I don't usually put a whole lot of, I don't put a lot of emphasis on things that homeless people, homeless people say to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's not nonsense, but it was just, it was odd. And so it was odd to hear right. a very similar sentiment. Yeah. 
I, I kind of want to talk about that weird story because, <laughs> um, no, I think, uh, I mean, just that the perfect place for a tangent, but I think where we are in our head space, when people tell us things, mm-hmm. we kind of like sometimes overanalyze it. So right. you were probably just like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> How does he know? Why are you in my head? Well, it, the, the line I thought was so strange and kind of fascinating was the, you let the dead bury the dead. And that I did. I got on the bus I, and then sat there and thought about like, oh, that's interesting. And I totally English majored it of like, is he saying basically the dead become they don't have to be your responsibility mm. anymore. You can let that go. I don't know. It could have it could have meant many things. Yeah. Well, it means whatever it means to you. Right. However you interpret it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe or maybe it was a message. Do, do, do. Or maybe he was batshit crazy. He was batshit crazy. So anyway, Joy. Joy. <laughs> well, can you... So that's an example of that sort of... Um, the return to normalcy kind of joy. Yeah. And have you experienced that other times? Um, yeah, I mean, in, in moments where... I mean, not, not as heavy as death. Where you mean like where there's just dread and you come out of it. Uh, I think when I had no idea where my life was going, maybe like 20, 25 years ago, and I was just like, oh, like going to work and I hated my job. Mm. And it was just like, oh my God, I, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, luckily somebody hooked, oh, it was the, my uncle got me the, my job from the dart game. Oh right! And took me out of that situation. Uh, and, and that's uh, when you started doing the wiring. Yeah, and yeah. it was it was complete nut of joy for a short period of time, you know. But um, like I said, it's always the pendulum, right? You're you're happy for a little bit, and then um, then you're sad again. But at least you I don't know, care for that. Yeah, I would prefer a trajectory of continuously upward movement to the moon. Yeah, why why not? Yeah, I mean. I don't think, but I mean, what do they say? You can't appreciate joy without being sad, right? Yeah, I mean, once you've done it once, though. <laughs> With the sad part, <laughs> yeah, or the joy part, yeah. No, I I get it, I and I agree. Um, but it's something I definitely struggle with. That constantly, I, I, I try to let it not ruin the ups. That I know that the downs are coming. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. Because it is a, it is kind of inevitable, but um, but it doesn't have to be as low. I feel like it could be. So maybe it's not like it's not like a forty five degree angle. Yeah. But it also it can be circular, but you're still trending upward. Right. Because I I feel like that's that's true for me. The, the older I've gotten, things have gotten better. Yeah, I would agree. But I mean, it goes back to that story that I told about. Uh, finally beating my grandmother in dominoes and then I like I, I hit my face on the table and so every time I think there's you know I'm happy and then all of a sudden right. I, like it's like reality comes in and goes oh where where where, where? no that doesn't happen to you yeah you, you gotta give that back give that back you didn't win the prize we 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 called your name by accident <laughs> oh, I was also thinking about the the idea you talked about in your story of how you have to reckon with the idea that that life has fundamentally changed and then yeah. you're, you know, you can go back somewhat to normal. I had that, I had that happen in a big way. Um, and I can't remember if I've talked about this story on the podcast before, so apologies. 
Um, but my my parents' best friends were this um, couple. They were younger than my dad by a little bit, but way older than my mom. And they, so they were kind of like my grandparents because my grandparents were all dead. And um, they were amazing people. And when I was a senior in high school, um, the... I feel weird about saying his name, but it's a matter of public record. It was in the papers. Um, Bob was accused of molesting Mm. one of their granddaughters. And I ended up having to testify at the trial because I had babysat for the family next door the summer after the alleged molestation had happened. And it was, I remember waiting for the verdict to come back and just thinking, I don't know how, I don't know how... Well, the world's going to keep spinning. Right. If this, if if he goes to jail, I don't know. I don't really know how to reconcile that because, and I knew that, I knew that just because he was one way to me didn't mean it was impossible, <laughs> but I had been around them so much and I had been around them with those kids and um, I didn't, I just didn't believe it. And I, I've thought about this a lot in the context of the Me Too stuff coming out in the yeah. past year. And I've been thinking about it this week because of the Brett Kavanaugh stuff in the whole idea of, you know, believe women, believe women, believe women. And I mean, what it what it turned out to be was that, thank God, he was found not guilty. Um, And it turned out to be the stepbrother. Mm. So she had been she had been molested. And I've thought about that a lot of did when there was kind of like the war council got together in preparation for the trial, when everybody, all the witnesses were put together and the relatives and everybody. um, I don't remember anybody saying they didn't believe her Mm. as far as it, that something had happened because it didn't make sense that a child that young would have these explicit details that she had. But then his, uh, his kids were, his his son and his the and the wife you know they just flat out said that they they wanted Bob to go to jail and they wanted their mom to like lose the house and they just I don't know they were out for blood for some yeah. reason um, so yeah that was that was a very strange moment of um, especially having just testified that day or the day before a feeling sort of like how is it possible for life to go on? And I'm sure so many people in trials have that feeling because it's such a, it's funny how many reality shows <laughs> find a way to artificially induce, yeah. like before every commercial, basically induce that sense of right, like, right. dun, 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 what will happen? And it's, it's very strange when it's real. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, and it's, we all personalize or, in, in, you know, internalize things so uniquely to our experiences that yeah. it's almost hard to console someone or have a, it's almost hard to like have a conversation with someone about it and tell them like, you know, that like, no, everything's going to be okay. Or, or, you know, because when you're in that moment, you're like, oh, I don't know, I feel really uncomfortable. And yeah. I feel a lot of dread. That, that, that feeling of dread is terrible. Yeah. Um, where you just like, don't have any, um, I'm glad we're Where just, do you feel it physically? In my chest. Okay. Am I like I feel it in my chest and like in my this is the joy episode, I promise. Back, <laughs> you guys are getting back to um, it. I promise. Um we'll talk about Christmas if we have to. Yeah, we'll get kittens and puppies. <laughs> um yeah, where do you feel it? 
I feel it in my um, ankle, in my forearms. Oh, really? Because it, yeah, it's this cold sensation that mm. travels down from my shoulders, and then it focuses in my like it's a, um, it's a vibration that's cold. Wow. Yeah. That's another interesting thing, how, like, stress or dread or it just affects all of us differently. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last, I can't remember the last time that I had that real, like, sinking feeling. Mm. I mean, I don't want it. <laughs> I just, like, I was trying to remember because once it's gone, you're like, oh, like, you know, it's, you don't want to think about it. Well, I'm a champion compartmentalizer. Yeah. And so, for me, I... I just say, okay, what is the worst case scenario? Right. Let's plan for if that happens. Yeah. And then it, you know, it's go, it's going to happen or it's not. Right. And then if I'm still feeling the physical effects of it, then I may address that if I need to. And right. to, you know, I mean, if I like have a glass of wine or you know, um, take half a pill kind of situation. Oh. Yeah. Um, because I know it's not. I know it's not about what's actually happening because it hasn't happened yet. It's right. just I'm just afraid of it, and it may be real, yeah. real soon. Yeah, and, and I, but it's not yet. I think I, I too compartmentalize, and uh, we can have a championship match if, if you want. Um. <laughs> what, are, what are the things we're competitive about? It's always um, whose who's head is bigger, and now who's a better compartmentalizer? Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, that <laughs> significant loss in my life really made me um, kind of, like, uh, disconnect from people in, in weird ways. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, I'm not the only one. I'm sure people do this all the time. But it's also, like, like I'm, you know, like, I don't want to have any vulnerable contact with people where yeah. because if they die, then, you know, then I'm going to be in that bad place again. Right. Which is probably not good for any relationship <laughs> or whatever. But, but didn't you... I- I think you said once that, but then with your daughter, you didn't have a choice. Yeah, which is why I didn't really want children because I didn't want to have to feel that vulnerability. And, yeah. and, and God, like that loss would be catastrophic. As, right. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I know people who have gone through it. And I don't want to know about it. Yeah, but I, I, I have no choice now. So it's like, you, you know, it's like trying to, but that's it. She's that's So she's the only one I'm going to do that. Yeah. Well, sorry, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But it it is a different thing of the the vulnerability you choose versus the vulnerability that I mean you had a choice at some point like you were involved. Maybe I didn't in have the, a choice. <laughs> <laughs> um but then, well. you know, then just having an open vulnerability and accepting it. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it it's it's it sucks. I mean, it sucks because you also know the dangers i mean especially since i have a daughter and like we're talking about in this age of the kavanaugh right yeah. and we're talking about all these horrible things that are happening and they've always happened but like when it starts to come out and you start thinking about it and how what's your child how, how is she going to perceive it how is she going to act in these situations right um you know it's very much like i guess you know i i, I had this conversation the other day and i was saying it's very much like raising a black son mm-hmm you know, like how you know that conversation that um, Black Americans are always talking about with the police. Yeah. You know, I think these conversations need to be had with young women, mm-hmm. um, and not that they, not that it's for their fault, but they need to just be a little bit, you know, like, hey, these are situations that can occur. Uh, be mindful of them, 
and just get the hell out of there if you can. Yeah. You know, because they are important because a lot of shit is happening. Or, uh, I mean, it's like I said, it's always happened, but it's being uncovered and it needs to be talked about. Yeah. So. No, I was, um, I was in the car on the way home from here. I don't know if we'd recorded or we had met with somebody who we're going to do an interview with or what it was, but it was the day um, of the the two testimonies right. of Dr. Ford in the morning and Kavanaugh in the afternoon. And so I was in this car and just like crying on Fourth Avenue on the way home. Um, not in a, not in a, just in a leaky way, not in a heavy audible way. Um, don't, you know, cause I don't, don't need to make the, the, My mouth the is driver leaking. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, <laughs> what's wrong? Nothing. Allergies. <laughs> um, no, because I was thinking about how, one thing that my parents were so, and my mom especially, were so clear with me about was that um, if you're in a situation that you are not comfortable with, mm-hmm. that you have a choice to try to get out of it. And again, this is not victim blaming. Um, and I have been lucky to never be in a situation that I wasn't able to get out of. But they were they were very clear about if anybody is doing anything that makes you uncomfortable then you are you should do whatever you need to to get you know to get away and you know it was knee him in the balls if that doesn't (laughs) if that doesn't work then next is thumbs in the eyes and I was always like that's gross but it was from a very young age I just never had any intention of like letting anyone touch me in a way I didn't want to be and it's funny because I had so little control like sort of bodily autonomy at home with my, right. with my family, um, which that sounds more extreme, but they're, you know, like in terms of like corporal punishment or just like even being able to cut my hair or wear anything I wanted to at all. But with that, it was just like, you know, it, you can, you definitely can try to extricate yourself. And so that's, that's been a strange conversation I've had at times with different friends, like, yeah. like say talking about the Aziz Ansari thing, yeah, because it was really that was drilled into me from such a young age of right. just like you don't get it, you don't let them take you anywhere if you mm-hmm. like if you have to if um, like if you're gonna get really really hurt get hurt where they're trying to take you from um, right. don't you know don't ever get in a car that kind of thing and so. You know, talking with friends who have said, oh, I just, you know, like the, and again, it's a complicated situation, but for the, this, you know, the woman who was on a date with him and then was in his apartment right. and so many different levels of she didn't feel comfortable, but she didn't, she didn't extricate herself. Yeah. I get the idea of you shouldn't have to leave, but I don't get the idea, like for me that, that was just such a, a core thing of don't. Unless somebody is, it, unless you are being physically forced, you know, like you, at least you absolutely have the right to try to make it not happen. Yeah. And I don't think um, having that conversation or anything blames the victim. I just think that you're educating someone on knowing that they're like, acknowledge the signs where things can go south really quickly. Yeah. And then try your best to, you know, go out of the way. I think a lot of the problems, a lot of the time, with women I don't want to generalize but I think a lot of women on a date or whatever they usually try to be so nice and not um, want to offend anybody usually Mm -hmm. 
that it ends up putting them in a, in a weird predicament. Yeah. And maybe I'm generalizing. I apologize if I am, but I just feel like there's so many times that like people end up in a situation because they didn't want to offend yeah. someone else. And, and it might not be. Oh, totally. It might not be as horrible as no, something okay. like that, but it could just be like, I didn't want to end up at this bar. The, the last date I went on, I knew, I knew like 90 seconds in, it was not on. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't on. And, but I, I wanted I didn't want the guy to feel bad. Right. Like I wasn't going to get up and walk away. Um, so I just talked to him. And then I, you know, like, so now you know about this job I had in college where yeah. my job was to literally make people feel comfortable enough that they would remember random history facts after they walked away from me. Right. And so I, like, I'm good enough at building rapport with people when I care and or have the energy to do it, that Mm. it feels very, it can feel really artificial really fast. Mm. Um, And so I just, you know, I just treated the guy like a human being. You know, (laughs) I asked him the same questions I would ask a woman who I had just met that I was hanging out with. And then when I was ready to go, which wasn't that long later, then, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. And I took my bag with me. Right. And then as I... I was like, like leaning against a fence in front of the bar and I looked to the right and I inhaled as I looked to the left, there he is pushed up against me and then proceeded to like oh. fully stick his tongue in my mouth. And, um, I, wow. you know, gave him the whole, like, oh, I'm not, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm not ready. Derp, derp, derp. Um, so then, yeah, that happened like three more times. He, I was literally getting into a car and he was still putting his tongue in my mouth again. And it wasn't... I mean, the, the, some odd reason the picture of that is like, <laughs> you're trying to close the door no, I seriously on his head. was. I seriously was. So, yeah. There are, there are things that you do just because you're being, you're being pleasant. Right. And it, I mean, and it was, it was gross. Just, I mean, a tongue in your mouth when it's not the tongue of someone you're into is always yeah. going to be gross. But I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't... I didn't feel like threatened or anything, so I... Was just like, oh, let me just, you know, move Excuse away, move from away. Situation, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So I guess I've just contradicted myself, but at least I was taught that, it, that I was <laughs> allowed to do it. And it, I mean, at least I wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, I ended up giving this guy like a hand job or going right. down on this guy when I didn't want to, when I didn't even want his tongue in my mouth. Right. You know. Well, that's one way to get someone's tongue at you. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's true. There's all kinds of techniques. There's all kinds of techniques. Wow. Well, that went weird. (laughs) That did go weird. We were supposed to be talking about joy. Are we still talking about joy? Let's talk. So we can talk about joy. I was kind of thinking about this when you, so you, did you, the choice that you made about not connecting. Mm -hmm. Ooh, not connecting. That's not true. Uh, Uh, how, how, tell me how you would characterize it again after um, you lost your grandmother. I, I characterize it by kind of like um, burning nerves. Like cauterizing? Yeah, cauterizing. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, yeah, kind of like not just being a little distant and not really uh, allowing myself to kind of like, I guess connect would be the proper word. But just, I mean, not like crazy distant, but not like. You know, not that it becomes symbiotic no. or like not that they become so essential that it's just like, you know, like having that relationship with people where you know that everyone's going to die. 
Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of weird, but also, I don't know, I'm not going to say empowering because it's not empowering because there is something weak about it. Um, but it's kind of just like, you know, m- m- taking care of yourself. So it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah they're going to, it's fine. I'll just, yeah, <laughs> I'll be all right when it happens, you know. Um, so, yeah, that, it's, uh, yeah, it's a disconnect. It's not, uh, I know it's not healthy. I know that um, it's probably affected a lot of my relationships, like, you know, with my mom or with my sister. But it's just those are the people who, you know, I know they're like, well, they're going to die and I don't want to feel sad again. So, yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, for me, because my dad was older, because mm-hmm. um, he was 55, I think, when I was born. And then he had health problems on and off the whole time I was a kid. Yeah. So my my biggest fear was always my dad's going to die. Mm-hmm. Like I would have, I had these... I had a wide variety of reoccurring nightmares, but one of them was that, like, I would get an announcement over the loudspeaker in Uh. my science class, you know, that, um, you know, Mrs. Whoever is Karen and you're off in your class today. And yes, then they would not say, come down to the office. They would say, tell her her father's dead. And there were other fun ones, too. But, like, I never saw an ambulance when I was a kid that was headed in the direction of where I lived without thinking, like, oh, no. <laughs> but then, you know, then he, he did die. Right. <laughs> so for me, the um, the idea that the, the thing you're most afraid of, it could come true. Like, yeah. it, it might not be unreasonable, um, but then... You know, you'll you'll whatever happens after that will happen after that. Yeah, I mean, kind of the way that I have responded kind of contradicts everything I said at the beginning because it's like the best way to honor the dead is to keep on living, right? And I've been—I mean, if I'm disconnecting myself from family members and stuff like that, I'm not really living. I'm kind of like Ooh. coasting in a world of like, you know, oops, playing safety, <laughs> like. Well, okay. So why I brought this back up again is because. I, um, I think it is okay to have, I mean, what's the, what's the difference between, cause that's a little harsh, like versus just boundaries, you know, <laughs> boundaries. So one thing that actually <laughs> has helped me, um, has sort of given me access to right. joy in recent years is, and it sounds sad, maybe, but it is not to me. Okay. Um, is that I don't. You know that the things I'm into, I'm really, really into. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things about myself is, like, I love, I get excited about stuff. and You're I, really into you being into things. Yes, that too. <laughs> yeah. That too. It feeds on itself. Um, <laughs> and so I stopped, I stopped hoping that the people that I care about mm. are going to be as into the things I'm into as I am. Mm. Because when people are, I mean... Most people aren't, they're not assholes, so they're not, like, super dismissive, like, why are you so stupid? You like this thing. But when people, um, like, I would rather just kind of enjoy these things by myself and really, really, really get into it. And then, um, and I'm not isolated because of that, but say, like, so so there's this acapella group, Pentatonics, that they won a reality show called The Sing-Off, and I love them. And I went to their, I had always wanted to go see them, and I mm-hmm. went to a concert by myself last year. Cool. And it was, it was like bucket list fantastic. Nice. It really, really, really was. And I, um, because, and that's another thing that brings me joy is music, right? Because mm. uh, I remember when uh, you played, we were, we were doing like, 
you were DJing on behalf of everyone, and so you played a song of theirs for me, and you said they sounded like robots. <laughs> but they're like they're musically, it's so yeah. Their their pitch, it's so perfect. Right, it's so perfect. Um, you know that's one thing. So and I I sing at my kitchen table by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get a really big charge out of it. And it's I don't know. It doesn't feel sad at all to me. It's just like, you know. I just I just accepted that there's only so much common ground that you have with people. Like you can have love that overlaps like crazy, but you don't necessarily have that much in common. Right, that makes sense. No, I I hear what you're saying, and I I, I could totally see the correlation between um, like keeping something to yourself because you're afraid of perhaps criticism that someone would give you. Oh no, I'm not afraid. I know, like I know people think the show The Magician sucks. I don't care. Like I love I it. I said that once. You said it. You said it more times than that. But I was. It did, was not hurtful <laughs> to me. But no, seriously, I don't care because no, I. No, but I, like I, it. I watch things that I know are terrible. So, so like, um, you know. That was so rude. The face I just gave you, where <laughs> yeah. I just, I just did a uh huh. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I love Highlander. That show was garbage. Is it? I never watched it. It's, I mean, it's great to me, but it's garbage. I like it's not. But these are the guilty pleasures. Was we that have what you life. just got rid of that giant VHS box set? I of? still have it. I'm having <gasps> a hard time get, uh, breaking away from it. You can't let go. I can't let go of it because I, I did like a hundred bucks for that. Yeah. In like 20, whatever, 2000, Somebody wants it. You should put it on eBay. Yeah. But no, I'm not, I'm not afraid of people's judgment. I'm just not interested in talking to someone who's going to be like, yeah, when I'm really into it. And so, so someone's like, yeah. So, you know, that's judgment. And another, (laughs) well, no, they just don't like it. And that's okay. I mean, so I still haven't really found a way into wrestling. Yes. Despite the fact that you go, I want to. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a good new memory. In December, (laughs) I'm going to go see the ladies wrestle with you. Mm -hmm. They're not going to wrestle with you. Yes. I mean, that's (laughs) and that brings me joy. (laughs) That's one thing that brings me joy. Um, No, but I just don't get it. Just like I don't get football. Yeah. I have a complete blank spot, even though I try. Yeah. But I only try because I care about you or whichever other person is into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I think we're in the same boat. I don't for. I try not to force anything down. And also, it is fun to enjoy things by yourself because you kind of just sit there and like you stewing it. Yeah. But and that is a joyful thing. Joyful stewing. Joyful stewing, just in well, your own mess. And so <laughs> then another thing that brings me joy, um, which I feel weird about saying out loud is Tumblr because like Tumblr is where I go to and they're like the, you know, other 24 people who are as into the thing that I'm into. Uh, What is Tumblr? Tumblr (laughs) is, I don't really know. It's a social media platform that's like, um, primarily visually based, but you can also do all kinds of text entries. Right. Um, but when people, when people reblog, if they add a comment, it's called a note. But so you get these, Sort of um, one thing I love about Tumblr is people when um, like when something goes viral on Tumblr, basically, as people add comments, like they just add you'll get like five really amazing jokes in a row. Like somebody will say something really smart and it just booms, booms, booms. Yeah. I don't know. So if if I want to get recommendations to read like fanfic about something, Tumblr. Tumblr. Um, But also just people are really smart and kind of. nerds in the way that I'm a nerd because I was never like 
I was never the right kind of nerd for anything because I'm not really a math and science person, and I'm not I'm not like a comic books person. Right. Like I love I really read a, I've read a lot of sci fi and fantasy, but not I don't know. Like it's never. But that's nerdy. It's nerdy, but. Um, but it never seemed, you know, like I'm, I'm Star Trek, not Star Wars. And yes, there's a lot of Star Trek people, but I'm not like, I'm not like go to conventions, go on I, chat boards, yeah. kind of st- chat boards. Um, chat boards. I love a chat board. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just never quite fit in. And I know the stuff that I'm interested in just bores right. the snot out of people a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean. So I just read it on my own and it's amazing and it's beautiful. You enjoy it. Yeah. No, I I mean the the internet for all its terribleness but it has a lot of cool stuff too. Like when you go like to if you go to Reddit and the subreddits of like particular you will find particular things that oh you g- genuinely share the same interest in something and then everyone yeah. I have like like what you said like everyone I have uh conversations about it and you know they'll make jokes or they'll they'll notice the same things you did because they're yeah. so into it as as well. I know Reddit is a cesspool in a lot of areas. Yeah. But whenever, if there's ever something super specific that I need to know how to do, I go to Reddit. Yeah. Because you absolutely will find, you'll find it so detailed. It's crazy. subreddit. Even like, um, well, like just podcasting equipment. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just go to Reddit. It's it, and there's there and there's always someone willing to talk about it. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, it's, and for everything, there's always someone willing to share their knowledge. And I am grateful for it that it's through text, and I have, don't have to listen to them. Yeah. Over it. Um, well, what are your what are your joy? Uh, I find buzzers. joy. I, I mean, I find joy in a lot of things. I, I do find one of the things I find joy in is um, just yeah. I mean, in within music as well. Like I really enjoy. Like, just, like, playing guitar and singing, mm. even though I'm not that good at playing guitar. But, like, I just, like, when sometimes when you're just had the perfect amount of alcohol yeah. and you have the perfect amount of, like, false sense of security. Oh, yeah. And you really just get into it. And you, just, <laughs> you know, you, there's just, just this moment when you're, um, for me anyway, and I'm sure it happens to a lot of other people, when you're singing, you just, like, smile. Yeah. And, like, because you know that you're having, like, this awesome time and, like, you just... <laughs> And that's something that I do by myself because I thoroughly enjoy, like, being by myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, that moment of just, like, ah, oh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> you know? And it, 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 I don't know, like, hopefully it sounds good to the neighbors. But, I mean, it's just that moment of, like, glee inside. And you're, like, oh, yeah. Well, it just, and time. it physically feels amazing. Yeah. Singing does. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I try not to... I try not to um, continuously overtune mm-hmm. my my voice. Like it's a, I I always think it, like if it was a guitar string, it'd snap. Mm-hmm. Like it's something from. I think it comes out of too much choral singing <laughs> as a kid. But that was something a like a vocal coach said. I don't know if I saw it in a video, but oh, it was from that studio. I took a few voice lessons at a couple of years ago. But that you. Because what you what you hear inside is not what, what other people, people hear, mm-hmm. and so if you're continuously like tuning, it's you're not even you're not even tuning to the right pitch necessarily, yeah. which I thought was interesting. But I, yeah, but doing uh, like with doing karaoke with with you, I feel like you 
like hold back a lot because you probably have a lot more force to give. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying not to be an asshole. Because <laughs> sometimes like, I, I can feel the restraint. You remind me of um, one of the mutants um, in X. <laughs> no, no, in X Men, um, he has like uh, he gets his uh, his name is Havoc, and he gets like all the. Um, Powered by the sun. Ooh. So, like, he has so much uh, solar power that the suit has to contain it. Otherwise, he's going to explode. He's going to cut rain like, havoc yeah, just, over. Yeah, it's just going to explode. So, that's what it reminds me of. Because, I like, sometimes I could, like, I could hear the restraint. Well, because I don't... Sometimes it's... Like, I, I do try to sing, not sing super loudly when it's not my song. Right. Um, because some people... Like, sometimes people... W- like are happy to have you kind of help if they're not sure what's happening or like what the, what the right pitch is. And then other people, like it actually throws them off Yeah, to like, they, they're just going to, they're going to sing what they think the notes are. And that's awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I try not, I just try not to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Douchebag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's one thing. I mean, like when Brian and I started doing karaoke with just the two of us, and now yeah. it's it's great with you and Tracy too. Like because we both want the mic all the time. Yeah, we're all we're all <laughs> <laughs> more mic. Yeah, we should just bring our own mics. <laughs> yeah, we should bring these mics. Um, <laughs> we're a bullhorn. <laughs> <laughs> but when Maeve and I a few years ago we were doing those those bluegrass singing oh, yeah. lessons. And uh, it was going all right. I mean, I wasn't super duper, and Maeve knows this, I wasn't like super duper married to bluegrass singing. Right. And so the teacher that we had, he was more of a guitar teacher than a vocal coach. Okay. And so he had a problem that my voice sounded too classical, but Mm. he couldn't tell me how to change it. Right. And so we just lesson after lesson would be him like being like, it's not right. And I'd be like, so should I? Oh, I don't know. And I found that frustrating. Because mm. um, he had no answers for you. He had no answers. And then that was when I took some lessons at this really, really great studio up by, by Macy's. And they helped me move my focus from being in the back of my throat, which mm. is where classical and opera generally is. Like it's opening in the back, whereas right. um, pop and, and even Broadway is much more of a nasal focus. Yeah. And... Yeah, and that helped so much. I mean, I only did a few classes, and it completely changed the way I sang. Mm. And we did a few more lessons with the bluegrass guy, and then I oh, Maeve, Maeve had that part in that show, the one that the one that she won the off off Broadway Tony for the oh the um, the one um, we saw it right. Yeah, I would think so. Um. Well, we'll come back to that. It's yeah. not. It's not Aaron Brockovich, obviously. I'm just kidding. Um, was she in Aaron? Brockovich? No, it was. It was something in Manchester. It was the one with the. Um, but it was the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The character's oh. name was the. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to it. But anyway, so she got too busy, and we stopped the lessons. But when things were going well, like all our different friends. Um, you know, people would say, "So when are you guys going to start singing out?" And I just was like. I don't know. Never. <laughs> because I didn't, I don't know. I'm kind of not, um, I don't really have the entertainment. Yeah. Bone. Bone. Um, I don't know. Entertainment. Bug? Bug, maybe. I think I, it's bug. Because I don't, right? like when I sing, I'm not really doing it for other people. You're doing it for yourself. Yeah. 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 And if other people enjoyed it, that's cool. But I didn't really, I don't know. It wasn't that big of a, a goal for me to... You know, I never thought we were going to, like, take it on the road or anything. So You could have been the Bluegrass Girls. 
Bluegrass girls. Dur, dur, dur. On the road. <laughs> um, well, what about, what about happy places? Happy places. Um, do you have when you're maybe when you're not happy? Do you have it? And are you have any like New York specific places? That I you like go? New York in the fall. I've always. Um, do you have a time machine to go to New York in the fall? A time machine? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know of a specific place. I I like. I don't really have a specific place to go to. I just have like. No, I don't. I can't really think because a lot of the places that I did like going are closed. Oh, uh, so like you know, there was like a special donut shop that I used to like to go to. That's closed. You know, there was a bar I used to like to go to. That's, that's closed. closed. Yeah, it's so. But I, I, the only thing is, like the other day, I woke up and went outside, and the fall. You know, when you breathe in the fall, yeah, and it just makes me feel so comfortable, and 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 um, reminds me of being in high school, like going back to school. And oh like, yeah, when I would like I would cut. And then go hang out. Mm. And that, to me, was, like, the most freedom that I ever had. Uh, so that is, like, a happy, um, I guess, season, if you will. Yeah. Fall's the best. Fall's really good. Yeah. Got cool weather. And my birthday's in October, so. Well, there you go. I'm always, like, October, obviously the best. No, I would say November's mm. the best. <laughs> November gets snowy sometimes. It's, yeah. November's kind of gray. But then you get Thanksgiving. That's true. You get a lot of turkey. A lot of turkey. Yeah. What about you? What's your happy place? Um, I tend to go to the water when I'm kind of lost. So it's a good place to go when you're lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a compass. Uh, so yeah, I like I took the the ferry from work. Uh, like I sometimes I can't get on the train at the end of the day. Can't is strong. It's, you don't want to deal with the crowd. It's really crowded. When it's nice out, I don't want to go underground. Mm, And also, sometimes if I feel stressed at work, then it just seems strange to be closed in. Yeah. Like it's too much compression. Yeah. I got you. Um, and but then it's so dumb because if I get on the train, I'm home in 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. But instead, I won't, you know, like wandered around outside and then thought, oh. I wanted to get these lamps at Ikea, and so, you Ended know. up in Red Hook? Yeah, yeah. So I got on, I got the app, and I got a ticket and walked. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's like a 10-minute walk over to Pier 11, so it's not that far, so. Oh, okay. Um, That's a cool boat ride, though. It's yeah. just nice being on a boat. I agree. Yeah, and, and I just... love the, yeah, if I could live, I keep looking at apartments that are near the ferries okay. in Brooklyn. Um yeah, and when I when I um, moved back from Arizona and I was in that apartment out on Ocean Parkway, that it f- felt like I hadn't chosen it at all because I had literally like left all my stuff parked at Lowe's and then went to a broker and said I need an apartment right now, <laughs> um, and that was what I could afford. And there was it was before. It was before there was the transfer between the R and the F at Metrotech. Yeah. And so there was sort of no, there. <laughs> I definitely had to transfer to get home. And sometimes I would just like, I would just go to Coney Island and like transfer through that's, Coney Island. That's that. And when I say yeah. sometimes, I mean, I was doing it like a couple times a week. That's like what? 20, I didn't, 20, 30 minutes out of the way? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I, and I would get off. Sometimes I would just get right on the train again, but other times I'd go and sit down by the water and, what is it about the water, you think? Um, 
Well, I mean, so Mackinac was where was an island, right? And was where is there first... water in an island? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and just I'm from where the town I'm from is right on Lake Michigan, and there's okay. all kinds of tiny lakes and. Um, and when I was a kid, I would go down to the creek to get right. away. Um, so so it's like I home. just, yeah, gotcha. yeah. I mean, when when I came here and I realized, oh, it's it's an island. I was like, oh, right. that that feels right. It doesn't feel like an island. It doesn't feel all, like at one. all, right? I mean, because yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. Where's the water? <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere, but it's bad. <laughs> I don't know. I think the thing about joy. It's cyclical, like we talked about. Yeah. But it's also fleeting. Like, if it's intense enough to be called joy, it's probably going to be relatively short, right? Right. So. I'm, it's like, I don't know if you ever seen No Cure for Cancer with Dennis Leary. Mm-mm. He's talking about joy is like, it, you know, happiness comes in like a, the cigarette you smoked or a brownie you had or, so, you know, something. Like, it's in little tiny, like little moments, right? Yeah. Because um, otherwise it'd blow your fuses out. It'd be too intense. Right. If you know, otherwise you get like these you, these moments of sort of transcendence that make you feel elevated for a few yeah. minutes and well, minutes, maybe longer, maybe days. I don't know. Well, it's like I mean, it all goes back to people's perceptive perception or um, like pain is relative, right? So like you know, like I don't know if the people just appreciate different things and and i think the more um pain that people go through the more appreciation for other things they have yeah not that that's probably not fair but well you know what's funny about that so when i i had googled um moments of joy when i was thinking about this stuff and one thing that came up was this book on amazon um called moments of joy for alzheimer's and dementia patients Mm. and so for them because they don't have memory right um, they're what their caretakers and family do is to just bring them moments of joy, mm. and then they have to accept that that was, an, that that's the goal. It's not the it's not the memory of the joy right. to make them happy that it happened. It's just in the moment what they get to experience. Yeah. So like there was this story um, that somebody mentioned in the reviews. I didn't buy the book because I'm not that much of a. Um, uh, masochist, but uh, <laughs> I want joy. <laughs> I, I want joy. Uh, like there was this woman who she would just say over and over and over again, "All I want is to feel my toes in the sand." Oh. And so her family planned this whole big beach trip, and they drove and drove and drove to get to the nearest beach. She got her feet in the sand. She was so happy. And then as they get back in the car, they're driving down the road. All I want is to feel my toes in the sand. And instead of being upset of we just gave you this like right. beautiful trip and you don't want, you know, instead of feeling like taking it personally, they just said, oh, OK, we're going to be there in an hour. Yeah. She didn't remember. So she got to feel she they yeah. they gave it to her and she felt it in the moment. And right. Why couldn't they just go to Home Depot and buy sand? I don't think they had put it together. Or just take sand <laughs> with them. I don't know. That made that story made me kind of sad. Oh it's really, yeah. It's really. But this is a joy episode. Well, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> big, up, big ups, big downs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so one of my cats kind of has dementia. She's sixteen. Wow. And she just so she could never meow. 
And now she just squeals for no reason. She wants like to feel a her banshee paws in the litter one more time. Maybe I think so. <laughs> no, or she, um, I, she's figured out how you know, like a really little, like a really little kid, like a one year old, they'll figure out screeching. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, just yeah. feels so, so good. Yeah. Like you can just tell they're like, I yeah. can make this fucking noise. Look what I can do. So that's what she does, and right. it just. Like, it freaks me out. It freaks the other cat out. And we're all like, what's going on? And so I just have to, like, I just make sure, okay, she's got water and she's got food out. And the window's open if she wants to go up there. And then then I just say, like, dude, what are you doing? And, you know, try to, like, sort of comfort her. And then she just clomps around and jumps on me. Um, Obviously, that's not the same thing as having a person with Alzheimer's, but it's... um, I don't know. I'm just trying to have like, I don't know, because she's 16, so I don't know how much longer. So Yeah. the Cats are great because when one cat is like acting a a fool, (laughs) the other cat is usually really freaked out by it. Like, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's it's actually kind of comical. It's funny Uh, because the other one is way less smart. Right. But she's just, and she's only Mm -hmm. a year younger. Uh, but you could. She just gets this look on her face, like, um, "Oh, is there a situation here? <laughs> what, what, like, what the hell could that noise possibly yeah, about?" Uh, that is, that is something when cats do shit like that. Because then, I don't know. When, cats just funny. I don't know how we got. <laughs> I don't know how we got to cats, but no. I remember when we were moving here and um, Tracy's cat. Um, uh, Kip, uh, the mover scared the shit out of him, but literally he was so scared he was shitting. Oh, and I for some odd reason that just that boy joyed me because I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> he, was, he was scared shitless. <laughs> when I moved two times ago, I took the cats over to the new place at like 6 30 in the morning, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to be back with the movers with all our stuff by 10 30. They locked themselves out of the truck, mm-hmm. and so we didn't end up getting over until, like, 2.30. So when I opened up the door to the new place, Gloria was just faced first into a corner. Just like, well, it's over. I've been abandoned. <laughs> this is my life now. Yeah. This corner. Yeah. I, I don't know what is happening. Do you think she would have stood there forever if, like, no one intervened? As soon as someone came in, she, <laughs> she totally... Um, She's not shy about making new friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she would have she would have figured out as long as somebody was there. But Well, uh, I want to talk new memories. I would love to. Do you? I don't have any new memories. You don't memories. have any? I have a new memory. So, as a proud father, my daughter uh, started a new uh, junior high school, hmm. uh, and she said, I'm going to go for the basketball team. I said, oh, okay. Uh, and so... She went and she made a team. Ooh! And she's the only sixth grader on the team, which is cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, for her, she's really proud of that. But I was just proud, and I, I told her I wasn't really proud that you made the team. I was proud that you said you wanted to do something. Yeah. You know, unsolicited, and you did it. Uh, I thought it was really cool, and I, you know, I was just, and it was funny. I was just reading this article about uh, girls when they're like going about pre pre-puberty to puberty and how like they um become less extroverts more introverts mm. and i was and they were talking about like sports is a good way to kind of like com- combat that yeah so i was happy i was like oh okay so you know you know this maybe could be something where she could you know find her voice or find something or just have the ability to say i want to do something and i'm gonna do it yeah so that was a, a nice new memory for me and I'm, I'm i'm proud of her for doing that that's awesome i wouldn't do it <laughs> 
So, you know. Did you ever do team sports? I did not. I, I tried out for the bowling team, but when I went to the bowling alley in high school, uh, no one was there. I don't know where they were. Weird. They ditched you. That, uh, <laughs> but I cut so much in, in high school, I don't think I, I would have remained on the team. Like, I would have probably... Like, I was a guy who, who I had a history class with my homeroom teacher, and I cut the history class and went to homeroom. <laughs> because the homeroom, if, if you showed up to homeroom, you wouldn't get an absent. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm going Those to homeroom. Those are the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Do it up. Um, yeah, that didn't work out so well. <laughs> That's awesome. When did her game start? Uh, I don't know. Is she there, has... how, does, how does basketball work for school kids? Is it like a season? I really don't know. I'm going to get more information. This just happened all this week. So, yeah, I know, like, it's going to be rough because, like, certain days she has to get to school at, like, 6.50. Okay. And I think even on a Saturday, we have to get it, like, super early. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward she's to that. She's you to drive. Yeah. She can be the only sixth grader that drives. <laughs> <laughs> or hitchhikes. <laughs> Either one. I'm not having her mess up my car. Um, yeah. I mean, Queens got buses. They do. There's one bus that goes directly there. Yeah. I mean, it takes about two and a half hours for a 20-minute drive. But, I mean, hey, Queens. I think I've been on this bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other bus. That's the Brooklyn, the Queens bus. That takes about four hours for a 15-minute drive. Oh, well, that's so cool. So that wraps it up. That wraps it up. I hope so it we... brought joy to you. We yeah, that's oh that's I would love the idea that we might bring joy to some people, despite our inability to talk about the topic that we say the show is about. Which I think is joyful. Which I think is joyful. <laughs> yeah, because it keeps you guessing. Right. You know, every week spontaneity. Spontaneity's great. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website. All of our social media is on there. All of our various platforms where you can listen are on there. If you're looking for an alternative, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, and uh, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>